Welcome to episode 45 of MADE, the podcast about purpose-driven design, making, and manufacturing. Today we're going to talk about Columbia Maker Faire. Let's continue the conversation. Welcome back everyone to the MADE podcast. I am Jose Valcarcel, and with me, as always, is Claudia Barrigan. <laughs> yes, how are you? Good, good. Um, again, Ray's still not with us. He actually wasn't able to attend. He's so busy, he wasn't able to attend the Maker Fair that we're about to talk about. But, um, you know, hopefully he'll be back in a couple episodes, maybe next episode. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Yep, um, give him a call. Yeah, absolutely. Like prank call him. That would be awesome. <laughs> prank call. Out of nowhere. You wouldn't be able to prank call him. You laugh. Oh, I know. You start I'm laughing. Not, no, yeah, definitely. And, and you know, it's 2018. He has caller ID on his phone. So. Oh, I could still like star six nine like cover my phone. Okay, and we could call from my work phone. Too, that's yeah. true. We could do a lot. Yeah. Of... But right. that'll be fun though. We should All right. It. Well, that's maybe something for the future. We'll, we'll record <laughs> it. If we do it, we'll definitely record it. Tell us it. how we should call him up without him knowing. If you yeah. have. <laughs> Anyways, let's get to. Let's just jump right into the topic at hand, which mm-hmm. is, we were just at. Columbia Maker Fair in Maryland. Mm-hmm. Um, it was held at the Chrysalis stage. Yep. In the Meriwether is that Meriwether Post Pavilion? It is. It's called yeah. Mer- it's called Meriwether Park, and the, it's at Symphony Woods in the Chrysalis stage. Yeah. The reason why we're making a big deal about this stage is because it's a pretty cool stage. It's really cool. <laughs> it was. Yeah. It's one of the coolest venues that we've been in. Yeah. Um, check out the the May podcast uh, Facebook page because we have some photos of the stage on there. Yeah. I'm pretty sure, right? You, yeah. You tweeted some out. I did. Yeah. And yeah, we put pictures of it and. Um, yeah, it was it was a really cool space. It was, um, yeah, the the event. So Columbia, Maryland, just to to get people acquainted, mm-hmm. it's a uh, suburban town like mm-hmm. na- like area in that neighborhood is pretty big. Uh, it's right between Baltimore and DC, Washington mm-hmm. DC. I actually grew up. I went to like all the time while I was in high school. I lived probably like fifteen minutes away from Columbia, Maryland. Um, it's in Howard County, mm-hmm. so that's one of those counties that, like, again, it's in the between the two. Um, so in terms of schools that are around there and stuff, I mean, there's, like, uh, University of Maryland, Baltimore County is in there, is nearby. Um, and then Howard County as a whole is it's a pretty affluent mm-hmm. county, and, yeah, they're constantly... The other part about is about Columbia, Maryland is that it's a very green town. Yeah. The way that it's designed is it was was very much in the new urbanist fashion. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was pretty cool being there. Yeah, definitely was. Um, we did a few interviews while we were there. We got to meet a got to meet a lot of people and actually got a bunch of leads for other show I don't want to call them show other conferences I guess that we might be going other to. Fairs, other yeah. fairs, local, yeah. Local Local, specifically, again, in Baltimore, Annapolis, yeah. areas that were pretty cool. And they're all, like, um, they're not necessarily solely maker. Mm-hmm. They're about education, yeah, some about of them, STEM. robotics, right. STEM. Right. Yeah, so it was pretty cool. Yeah, and so we might be doing some more of that, some more of those as well. And we'll bring that to you here if that's the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, but maybe we should just jump right in, play the interviews, and yeah. then do a quick wrap-up? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Uh, 
Right. Hi, I'm here with Persan. Mm -hmm. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Good. So, tell me a little bit about what brings you here to Columbia Maker Fair. Um, I used to live in California, so I attended the San Mateo Maker Fair a couple of times. It's a pretty big one, but I was curious to see what the maker community was doing here in here California? in, here in uh, Columbia because this is where I grew up, and this is when I grew up. I wasn't as uh, interested in all of these things, or maybe the community wasn't just there to like as much. Yeah, probably a little both. People can't yeah. see it, but you're quite young still. So <laughs> I look young, but I, it was actually 20 years ago. Oh, okay, so. okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, the, the movement definitely wasn't as big. I feel the same way because when I was growing up it wasn't as big. Um, so you studied over there. Um, yeah. Are you in a related business? Or, or? So I, I work at uh, APL, uh, so local in, in Laurel and yeah, I have a software background nice, and nice. Uh, yeah, I'm, I like working with software and hardware, so you know that sort of maker is pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. So what what are, what here has interested you the most so far? What's um some of the there's there's a group called Transitions, I think they're called, and they have some green initiatives about how we can like transform things people are about to throw away into nice. and like fix kind them, like repurpose them. Yeah, nice. yeah, upcycling. That seemed kind of interesting and. Uh, I don't know too much about metal 3D printing, mm -hmm. so nice. that was get, cool to get some information on yeah, that. Yeah. And uh, just, I probably have to do some research on just like what are the, all the maker spaces available. Yeah. Um, but it sounds like there's quite a That's few. Yeah, I've heard there's a couple here in the area. Yeah. Nice, nice. So how does it compare to the one that you've been before? It was the other one bigger? I, you know, I think one thing that's lost when you have the bigger one is you get sucked in by the bigger yeah. projects. It's very interesting to come to a smaller one and see like the smaller initiatives which are also pretty cool. Nice. And also a lot more, you could say accessible, like you know, you as an individual might be able to do something right, right, right. whereas you're not part of like a team of like 50 doing some bigger project yeah. that has like some big wow. But yeah, so it's, it's different and pretty cool. Yeah, well thank you so much for being here and thank you so much for stopping by. Yeah, thanks for speaking with me. I'm here with Zach. How are you doing, Zach? Awesome. Awesome. How, tell people how old you are, because they may not realize how... I am uh, nine. Nine years old? Yeah, cool. And uh, we're here at Columbia Maker Fair. What brings you to Columbia Maker Fair? I just thought it was really cool. Yeah? Yeah. That's really it. Have you been to other Maker Fairs before? Or? Uh, no. This is our first time, oh, actually. First nice. And uh, how, how do you like it so far? Uh, very good. Yeah. What's yeah. your What's the most interesting thing you've seen so far? The three D printers. Three D printers. That's awesome. Cool. Uh, are you thinking you want to get into three D printing, or have you already done some maybe? Uh, I recall making like a Crash Bandicoot once, but that's the only time I ever touched three D printing. I want to do it more though. Where did you do that? Was that at school? Uh, no. no. It was at a public public library. Oh, public library. Okay, cool. Yeah, a lot of the public libraries are getting more 3D printers now. Uh, does your school not offer any kind of 3D printing or anything like that yet? I am uh, homeschooled. Oh, you're homeschooled. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know what? We got to talk to mom about getting that in the curriculum then, don't we? <laughs> That's cool. So other than the 3D printing, what else have you seen that you that you like here? Um, the Basically, over there, on my right here, there is a, there are these tablets and styluses, and I just 
sat there drawing for about 10 minutes. Oh, that's very cool. You like to draw as well? Yes. Oh, nice. Do you make a lot of stuff at home at all? Or uh, like yeah, yourself? I, I DIY just about anything. Nice. So can you give us an example of something you've, you've DIYed recently? I, uh, I'm working on making a Mega Man blaster out of entirely paper and tape. Oh, very cool. Yeah, and I, I mean that's something that a lot of people probably are familiar with. Now, do they have? Do they have is there a new Mega Man game out? Because I remember Mega Man from when I was little. Or is um, there a show? I, How do I you know about Mega Man. Actually, only play like the old Mega Man games, like oh, one, nice. two, three. So like a retro gaming. One, two, three, and uh, Super or Special. Oh, wow, so or you're, you're into retro the gaming. RPG, yes. Nice. That's Especially very cool. RPGs. We have a lot in common. Because <laughs> I also like the retro game. That's very cool. Um, how long have you guys been here so far? You just did you get here not long ago? Uh, or? Just about like uh, 20 minutes. 20 minutes. Oh, okay. So there's still a lot to see. Maybe uh, maybe after you looked at a few more stuff, you want to stop by again and tell us what else you've seen. Uh, I, I sure. I haven't I haven't sure. even got a chance to look around yet. Sure. Yeah. All right. Well, good. Thank you so much for having for for coming on the show and being with us and come back around and we'll see what else you see. Give us awesome. another report on this. I will. All right. Thanks, Zach. Yep. So I'm here with Mac. Nice to nice to have you here at um, Columbia Maker Fair. Oh, so, good to meet you, uh, Jose. Jose. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, what brings you to Columbia Maker Fair today? Well, I, I just saw the uh, advertisement for it on the internet and thought I'd check it out. Okay, so you have you been curious about Maker Fair or making for a while or is just sort of like, oh, this seems interesting? Well, I, I have. Uh, I try to make little things. Uh, I guess my desire is not as uh, proficient as my skill, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I attempt to make little things, uh, more so uh, uh, computerized uh, uh, um, drawings and elements and things like that. Oh, very cool. Nice, nice. Do you, you have a background in that kind of work or it's more of a hobby? Well, I'm actually a, a designer and a drafter. Um, so, yeah, I do have a background in it. Oh, very cool, very cool. So what have you seen while you've been here that's interested you the most so far? Well, the 3D printing has been uh, pretty interesting. I, I just bought one for myself, so I wanted to get a little bit more insight into yeah, which, you know, what's involved. Uh, which 3D printer did you get? Uh, the uh, Maker 3. Oh, okay, nice. Yeah, I, I have I have the two of that. Actually. Okay. Nice. And uh, so you think you're going to get into modeling the stuff yourself, or you're down? Where right now you're just downloading models for it, or? Well, I've just assembled it, so I haven't done any actual prints, but. I did start, uh, I used uh, Fusion 360 to make a little um, maker's coin, yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, that seemed to come out okay, but it, I, I definitely plan on uh, uh, continuing with the design. Cool, very cool, that's, that's, that's great. Um, what else here, that other, aside from the 3D printing, which you already had an interest on, what else have you seen that sort of picked your, picked your interest? Well, the robotics are pretty neat, as well as the, uh, I've seen uh, several uh, uh, booths where they have uh, makers uh, spaces and that's something I've been interested in looking into so very cool, very cool. Well, thank you so much for being here and sharing some of your work and what you're doing and what interests you with us I appreciate it well thank you all right so I'm here with a, a a couple of a few people uh, would you guys like to introduce yourselves if you would Mara Jade 
TI-6089, TIE Fighter Pilot. TK-00037, Imperial Stormtrooper of the 501st Legion. Very nice. Uh, and uh, you guys stand out a little bit. I think, you know, maybe the reason you're here might be different than what other people are here. Tell, tell us a little bit of what, what, what you guys are doing here. Well, technically, we're here to find out if we have any Force-sensitive people for the Emperor and to see if we can recruit anybody to be a TIE pilot or a TK. Nice. How's that going so far? Pretty good. Pretty found good. a few Force-sensitive. I think you said you found a couple TK, and I know he found a TIE. Nice. Very nice. Very nice. Now... I'm sorry? Several droids as well. Ah, several droids. Yes, I, I saw some droids going around. Were those the droids you were looking for? or They were not. They were not the droids. <laughs> uh, now, you guys are still working for the Emperor, but I, I hear rumor the Emperor may not be around anymore, though. Rumors are rumors. Mm -hmm. So, you, you don't believe it? No? Yeah, no. Not at all. Well, see, Mara Jade happens to be the Emperor's hand, and I can uh -huh. for sure tell you we can talk all over the universe and I hear him daily. No, oh, very, very interesting. That's that's good to know. That's very good to know. What uh, what have you guys, aside from the droids and some Force-sensitive people, what what else have you guys seen that interests you quite a bit? Very interesting animals here. Oh. Saw one with four legs. Four legs? That is unusual for you. You probably haven't seen that a lot. Not very often. Except for the do-back. <laughs> well, that's true. I've uh, seen a number of interestingly suspicious individuals oh. who may or may not be related to the Rebel Alliance. Oh, the Rebel Alliance. I, I don't know. I don't think there's any of that here, though. I've seen at least one TIE fighter pilot. He's oh. lucky he got away from me in time or I'd have had to stick my guys on him. Absolutely. <laughs> so, thank you guys for being here. We, we can get a little candid. So who are you guys with? Um, we are the 501st Legion. 501st We're Legion. Old Line Garrison. We're based out of Maryland, um, Maryland, D.C. and Maryland, D.C. Okay, Maryland, just wanted to verify that. Nice. Um, my name is Stephanie. This is James, and this is Bill. Nice. We do a lot of charity work. Very cool. We go to children's hospitals. We do a lot of Make a Wish, uh, Star Wars premieres, Star Wars read day, reads days, um, events like this to go out and make children happy. That's our ultimate goal: is to Very make children cool. happy. Parades. Yep. Parades. Very cool. Very cool. Um, and a lot of the a lot of the cons you guys go to. I've seen do. you there. Yeah. We do. Yeah. And uh, so tell for people that maybe want to get into it, how do you guys go about making your costumes and your props and whatnot? Well, first you would go to the 501st Legion or Old Line Garrison Legion. Um, we have what are called CRLs. They're costume requirements. Um, you would look through those, decide on who you want. Mm -hmm. Um, each group, like he's part of the Jolly Roger, um, the TKs have their own group. I'm on the dark side, also known as Flagship Eclipse. Wow. Um, there's different people that have done them in the past. Mm -hmm. You kind of go on, you get a feel for what you want, you connect, you can put messages out there, hey, who's done this? We'll get back to you and then we'll point you in the right direction. And then for these guys, they'll have what are called armor parties. Oh, it's wow. a lot of people who may have already built theirs mm -hmm. and they'll help. Help you get, to get here, it together. Cut it where he needs to. I'm right. personally working on a phasma. They'll help us cut down where it does and point us where we need to go to get what we need to be approved. Nice. Because a lot of it is my TK here could walk onto the Star Wars movie mm. and be an extra. Nice. My tie could go to a filming of A New Hope and be an extra. Mm. My character, if they ever put her in movies and go off of what she is, right. I could be a body double. I don't look right. like Shannon Lynn, but I could be a body double. Right, nice. So it is. Is it very much about being uh, accurate 
screen accurate then? Our costumes are. Nice. Um, our call signs are. But our personalities, everybody's different. Mm. You know, everybody has their own personality. Whereas back in, you know, episodes three, four, and five, they were all, you know, yeah. basically a clone. Right. That. Right. Along That's the line. Yeah. Nice. Well, thank you so much. I know it's hot in the costume, but thank you for stopping by and Absolutely. spending a little time with us. Thank Absolutely. Thank you for having us. Hi, so I'm here with John, who is with graybeard3d.com. So, John, tell us a little bit about what is Graybeard 3D. Graybeard 3D is a project I started because when I was trying to find the right shade of a filament, uh, I was not able to find exactly what I wanted and ended up wasting a lot of money buying the wrong shade of filament. So Graybeard 3D is an online catalog of all the shades of filaments that you can find. Uh, I have over 300 filaments right now and I'm hoping to expand to 400 uh, by maybe a month. Wow, and you have, a, I mean, I, I see the display for me, you have a lot of the sort of the bigger companies that sell filament right now. Absolutely. Uh, I, I do buy a lot of filament on my own, but I also subscribe to about three different boxes that give me varieties, uh, and it saves me money from having to buy full rolls. Now, to tell the people, so when they go on, is it is it just photos of what it looks like, or do you even rate it? What, what information do they find there? I'll give some pro I'll give some information if if something prints extremely well or extremely poorly I'll I'll mention that but for the most part uh, you know if, if there's nothing notable I won't I won't say that I'll, I'll usually try to compare the color to something and I'm working on giving uh, project ideas for each color nice nice um, so tell me now you have all the different plastics, I guess, like PLA, ABS, PETG? Yes, the majority is PLA. Okay. Uh, however, I have some PETG, I have uh, ABS, and I'm uh, doing some carbon fiber right now and some of the metal fills. Uh, so I'll have those online soon too. Now, you're saying you're going to expand to 400. Is that because more filaments keep coming out, or is it because you, you're looking at other things that you're trying to get into? There's there's thousands and thousands of filaments out there, and I'm just always looking for more uh, to add to the, the site. I want to give everybody uh, everything they, they need to see. I, I have recently added the print settings to all the filament that I'm using, so it can help you perhaps with the print setting. Um, and I'm looking for more information. For example, I have already collected uh, all the spool diameters and exact measurements because sometimes you need that for your particular uh, spool holder or what you're doing. Now you don't, do you go into every color as well, like, or you say you find a, a PLA from this company, you just test the one? How do you normally do that? Uh, so some companies I really like and I'll buy a couple rolls of different ones so we can see that. Um, and then uh, other companies, you know, I'll use spools and spools of it. So I'll compare the color over time too to see if it's shifting. Um, some companies are really good about their colors and their consistency yeah. and some aren't. Nice. So what what made you like were you already doing a lot of 3D printing? What what brought you to this like from your background? Uh, I started 3D printing in 2014. I really liked it, but uh, it was a little bit more difficult back in 2014. Yeah, yeah. Um, I want to say somewhere around the end of 2016, uh, I uh, really got back into it real heavy. Uh, and what sort of stuff were you printing? So I started with mostly stuff off Thingiverse. Uh, that, that's that's the easy out. Uh, yeah. But now I'm trying to make my own designs uh, nice. in 
Fusion 360 and Tinkercad. Uh, I have a lot of designs that, that I share back with the community. They're also on Thingiverse. Um, do, how do they find you on Thingiverse? Is it Greybeard? No, on Thingiverse, my username is froze, P-H-R-0-Z-E. Um, my Thingiverse account started before I started the Greybeard project, so I, I do need to sync those up somehow. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, it's two separate things, really, when you think it about is. it. It yeah. is. Cool, well, thank you, John, so much for being here with us, and it's uh, greybeard3d.com, right? Yes, yes. Thank you so much, Jose. Yeah, thank you. <laughs>
Maker fairs are such exciting and fun activities as I was walking around. I didn't just see kids and of all ages really tapping into the science aspect, but they were smiling, they were laughing, they were looking at the cultural aspects, and they were dealing with things that they will talk about not only here, but with their friends and engaging everyone of every age and every socioeconomic level. And this really cuts across whoever you are, wherever you live, to make it so that you can really live your dreams. Yeah, very cool. Thank you so much. I really appreciate the opportunity to talk to you. And yeah, thank you for welcoming us. Thank you. Thank I mean, you. look, again, my name is Calvin Ball, and I'm on the County Council. And rarely do we have an opportunity to do something so innovative, so exciting. And I just hope more people take advantage. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Okay, there it is. Those are the interviews we did while we were at Columbia Maker Fair in Maryland. It's a mini Maker Fair. Mini Maker Fair, sure. Yeah. Um, it wasn't that small. That was a nice size. Yeah. Um, what stood out to you? It, it, you? It's a hard comparison, I guess, because just, you know, a couple of weeks ago we were in New York Maker Fair, World Maker Fair, which is enormous. And this is a much more intimate space, but... Um, I mean, just as fun for me. We got to meet just as interesting a, a people as in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, the most fun interviews, the last one that just played, where we got to talk to some uh, Imperials. Yes, from the um, 501. Yeah, the 501. Uh, I think most people are familiar with the 501, but they're basically cosplayers, very serious cosplayers of the Star Wars variety. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um that was fun, you know, just sort of having a little fun back and forth before really talking about what they, what they do and what they stand for. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, that stood out to me. Yeah, you know, that was that was fun. I yeah, especially because even though they at New York they did have cosplay this year, you haven't seen as much as there was at this one. You know, there was a lot more cosplay at this Maker Fair. Yeah, at one field. point I can't remember. It was so funny because like, like I. I couldn't remember. I was like, am I really, like, you know, one of those out-of-body things that mm-hmm. there was somebody with a horse head horse. walking around. Yeah, it was, like, it was really weird. Maybe it's just me thinking about this, but there was, like, somebody that was wearing this, like, suit and a horse head. Yeah, I don't On their know. head? On their head, yeah. And they Maybe. Were just, yeah, they were just in, in that, in, like... So I was just at Baltimore Comic Con, so some stuff is merging in between that <laughs> yes. and, 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 and this for me. But I don't recall that one. That is, it's totally possible. It's totally possible. Yeah, okay, good. Okay, possible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There we go, because I just... I don't know why I have that image in my head. But it was fun. It was definitely fun. Um, It was... I, I appreciated how well organized it was. Mm-hmm. Um, So shout out to the Maker Fair, the mini Maker Fair Columbia, Maryland staff because prior to it they sent us a lot of information on how to get there how to park what time to get in Mm -hmm. um the tables were ready it was just really easy really smooth i loved it Mm -hmm. uh what else we got to talk to a lot of parents which Mm -hmm. were which was fun a lot of kids as always which is Mm -hmm. also fun like um what else the parents thing the one part that was really cool to me was that there was this um this mom and daughter mm-hmm. and the daughter must have been like in 10th grade maybe oh, maybe yeah. maybe maybe junior yeah. high school uh, maybe. i think Between she was older than that yeah i think she was maybe 10th grade yeah i, yeah, I think so because yeah, it, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was the 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 science fair thing yeah 
and it was really cool because the mom quickly asked me okay well in your episodes do you do you guys talk about uh science fairs Mm -hmm. and and how to help students produce their projects Mm -hmm. and we hadn't thought about that and that's why i was like yeah we we don't but it's this is a very interesting topic that we yeah you know because now they're with steam they're including more art and they're including more entrepreneurship mm-hmm. into science fairs and then the mom told me about their project and they basically that exactly that that the school system there is was now or her, her school in particular was now making it uh open so that they can students can present a maker project rather okay. than a science fair project mm-hmm. but apparently she didn't do so well in it uh, and a lot of it, the mom believed, was because the teacher didn't exactly know how to grade it. Right. So she was still using the parameters that you would grade for a science fair mm-hmm. uh, project uh, and using those to a... Uh, to and grade a maker, maker project. project. Right. Yeah. And that was like, that was that was really cool. I really liked mm-hmm. it. I, I, I think my, my feedback to them, I want it to be validating mm-hmm. in that sense because... I put myself in those shoes and what would what would that be if you know my niece or even if I had a daughter that what would that but you know like that's that was the thing and later on we um, were able to talk to a council member right and I, I'm, I'm used to talking to politicians because <laughs> it's like you're doing it yeah. <laughs> so I was like all right let me do it and I asked them the big hot the question mm-hmm. about that specific issue yeah yeah and people have heard it um yeah, so it's interesting because, uh, I, I mean, I've judged a science fair here in the city. That's right, I forgot. Yeah, and uh, and in the science fair here, they clearly had not made that distinction of allowing students to do a maker project instead of just a science, the typical science fair project. Um, so I, I already think it's a good step forward to allow that to happen, to the, mm-hmm. you know, that inclusion. But I can also see how it's going to take teachers a little bit of time to make that adjustment, you know, yeah. of grading it the same way. Or even though I said I'm not going to allow this, then looking at the program, like, well, there's no science. There's no science experiment here. Mm-hmm. You know, because that was, that, I remember when I was doing science fairs, that was the question. Like, people would bring a project and the teacher would be like, well, you're not doing a science experiment, so it's not a science fair project. Yeah, there's no hypothesis that you're trying right. to find. And so much about making is about problem solving right so it's more about determining what the problem is Mm -hmm. so that's kind of like a hypothesis but not really because a hypothesis basically you're saying oh this is going to be the outcome of something Mm -hmm. this is what we believe is it going is it true or is it not true and then you know like what are the findings from it Mm -hmm. but in a maker context or a design thinking context it's complete it's that's the that's a different part because the the purpose is to find multiple solutions Mm -hmm. and then prototype the best one that you think and see how it goes so there is the prototype Mm -hmm. part of it and this particular example of the of the mom and the daughter they did have a prototype um it's the question is what are those boundaries that are set so that it does become a technical uh, task mm-hmm. and not solely an artistic task, for example. Right. Right. And then, like the other thing is, um, usually you're trying to solve a, uh, a pr- I don't want to say a real life problem, as in science is not real. <laughs> no, but I think in many ways, without sort of putting their business out there too much, it was almost much more of a product 
and when you're when you approach that when you're putting a product out there it's going to be hard for somebody a scientist to look at it in the same way as saying a science project mm -hmm. and i think that's that's the issue that that, that people are finding I, mean, I think this this actually could make for a very interesting um episode on its own and maybe we should look at that which is way. what we did i mean now, now we're moving into like kind of like what ha what we had prepared to mm -hmm. go to colombia yeah. to the to the mini maker fair so the day before we had really looked at doing uh connecting inventions mm -hmm. right um and inventors to uh the maker process and or the maker movement and with the mindset that we know that mini maker fairs um not it's not just solely for makers mm -hmm. uh and also um people in tech or uh, educators, mm -hmm. it's also a lot about parents. And right. there's that's a big chunk of the audience that goes to mini maker fairs. Mm -hmm. So we wanted to do an interactive mm -hmm. thing for the parents. So we, like we do with any design thinking process, we, we did a little bit of research, we found a solution, like a cool project that we were gonna do a hands-on thing. Um, I think it di didn't take off mm -hmm. because it, ne it needs to be in a more um, programmed way, I think. Like, mm -hmm. maybe work with a partner organization and do it. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll talk about it later. Yeah, maybe. we'll talk about that part of it. But we can talk really about cool. the inventor cards. The inventor cards were cool, right. were cool. yeah, and, wh and where we went to get it, right? Mm -hmm. So we went to, and that was one of the information that we were giving people at the Maker Fair. Um, we went to the National Inventor uh, Museum museum it's a hall also it's yeah, a hall, of fame. hall of fame there we go and it's the museum and it's all organized or created by the uspto the u.s patent and trademark office mm -hmm. of the u.s government right they have their headquarters in alexandria Maryland, in alexandria virginia mm -hmm. and uh, we went to it so i know i've i've seen they've attended multiple other maker fairs mm -hmm. So, um, and I've noticed that they had like this little cards maker, um, this, sorry, inventor uh, series mm -hmm. of collective collection cards. Yeah. So that's what we were using. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I mean, I think it, it was cool. You took the time to lay them out and, uh, in a sheet so they would become a magazine, a zine. A zine, yeah. Which was good because then the kids could sort of make the zines there and then they could take it with them and they had a little booklet of different inventors and what they invented it was nice it was fun mm -hmm. yeah. yeah educators took them mm -hmm. too like just yeah. as an example of what they could do yeah well and i think that's the thing that i appreciated about um this maker fair even more than even in others that we've been to where we had a table like this um i felt like we which it almost makes me wish we could record when people just came up and we would just have conversations because we had a lot of conversations about stuff about like you know, there was a, a lady there who homeschooled her kids, and she was like, oh, this is going to make a great lesson. And, like, you know, we had the whole discussion about how the lessons work and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. You know, we had the discussion about inventors with three people that were probably in between their 20s and 30s, you know? Oh, that's right. They yeah. have a, yeah, they knew about this tool exchange yeah. program in Baltimore that, exactly. that's been established. So it's almost yeah. like a, a tool library, I think it exactly. was. And we're going to look into that later on to, yeah. to see if we would go over there. But yeah. Yeah. Like we had, we had, to me, I felt like we had more discussions, almost like discussions we have on the show here with people at this Maker Fair than we typically, mm -hmm. I feel like we typically do. Yeah. 
Yeah, and, and kids too. Kids it's always it. fun, like mm -hmm. the kids asking you questions. So what is this? What I really like about our table is that, and it shows, right? Because the parent comes in to, and like approaches our table and the kid is usually with their hands in the back or, or mm -hmm. hands down. And then the minute we tell them, oh, you can touch whatever's here. And then like, Immediately, they just jump on it on like the table, basically, and like you know, like they start touching things. I think, and I think one of the things we'll have to do the next next place we have our table and we set up is we should do a tour of the table, like a quick video tour of the table so that people to can show people see how we set how it up. We set up. Yeah. yeah, that'd be interesting, you know. Yeah, because I mean, it's just it's you know like most of the other stuff is like oh there's a there's a they're doing three D printing don't touch it because you're gonna like right. move it and calibrate it or something like that so it's like oh wait don't do it but our our objective is more for them to interact. play with it yeah, yeah play understand and then ask questions because if they're touching something that they're gonna ask us what is mm -hmm. this like what why you know why do you have this here why do you have that so mm -hmm. yeah yeah so overall better than World Maker Fair. No, I'm kidding. You, you can't think. compare. I'm kidding. <laughs> but, I, I mean, I think it's just as worth it to go as as World Maker Fair. You know, you get just as much out of it. I mean, well, maybe not as much because there's so much more in World Maker Fair, but you get a lot out of it. Also, it's free. So. Well, and yeah, it's exactly that. I mean, it's a community event, right? right. It's it's a community gathering, which both of them are a community gathering. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just the scale of them is different. Mm -hmm. Um so yeah, like that's I think that was the coolest part. Like mm -hmm. there's always families. Like I think this this one in particular, one of the one of the families that were there, like they told us, I wish it would have um, uh, like told more people about this event, advertised mm -hmm. it a little bit more, so that there were enough, there yeah. were a little bit more people. I thought there was enough. Yeah, was well, and I'll, this is what I'll say about it. Like you go to World Maker Fair, you you know the people at the booth can only spend so much time with you discussing what they do because there's so many people coming through if you go to a mini maker fair like this you can really get a chance to talk to the people that are there mm -hmm. and really make a connection you know see how you can work together and stuff see how you can help them you know there's, there's really that much more close interaction mm -hmm. than there's at the world maker fair yeah or the bigger fairs so uh, to me i mean go to the maker website and check out that map and see even if there's a mini maker fair near you go to those yeah please go to those not yeah. even even like like literally you want to jump into the maker movement like and join the community i mean i think even if you don't want to jump into the maker movement it's just it's good to go see and see what's out there and then maybe it will make you want to do something yeah. Like, even if you don't have an interest on it, it's still worth going. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was one question I would ask people. Are you a maker? And, and a lot of people were like, no, I'm a supporter. Yeah. And then there were others that were like, yes, you know, I am a complete maker. Let me tell you what I do. Mm -hmm. So, that's cool. Yeah. I think that's one of the things that Dale said, uh, Dale Dougherty said, you know, when if you, if you have a niece or somebody that you know, when you introduce a family member to this, it sticks much more than... If they just try and hear it from somewhere else so yeah like bring your family to it yeah introduce family to making yeah always bring a friend yeah yeah take a friend with you um that's something we want to do more i think like for the other events that we go to maybe we should invite others so if anybody wants to come with us feel free to yeah. contact us if you're in the mm -hmm. dmv area the washington maryland baltimore no, area just... if you have other if you have other similar events even um that you know we, we could all meet there. So mm -hmm. yeah, doesn't have to be just a maker fair. Doesn't have to be exactly. It could even mm -hmm. it could be anything about robotics. It could mm -hmm. be anything about like, yeah, yeah. just anything. Mm -hmm. And we'll try and put on our Facebook page when we're going to be somewhere. 
mm-hmm. so that people can come out and join us. So just check out the Facebook page as well. Yeah. Um, like company. Yeah, that's it for Maker Fairs for the year, I think. I don't know that there's any other Maker Fair we're going to go to. I really want to go to Bay. Yeah, but that's Bay already passed. I know. Yeah. In um, the future. Maybe next year. We'll yeah, think about it. We'll think. Well, now we know Dale, so maybe we'll uh, we'll talk to Dale and see what we can figure out. <laughs> now, now we've got a connection. <laughs> um, he's a great guy. <laughs> Such so nice. Um, yeah, but I think that if for Maker Fest for this year, we may go to other events though. There's similar events to this. We're still working that out. Yeah. We'll check the again check the Facebook page for that. Um, next week, don't know what the topic is going to be yet. Maybe uh, inventors. Yeah, it might be something that we that we heard from during the Mega Fairs. Mm-hmm. So, come next week. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. We'll see and you thank guys. Thank you for always listening to us. Yes. Bye. Bye.